Welcome to the Charleston Real Estate Connection Podcast, connecting and reconnecting you with all things Charleston. I am your host, Nia Joy, your golden realtor, licensed in the state of South Carolina. Welcome to the show. Welcome to episode three of the Charleston Real Estate Connection Podcast. I am your host, Nia Joy. Thank you so much for tuning in. Oh my goodness, what an amazing time we've had with the previous episodes that have came out. Thank you for all the love and support that you've shown. It's been amazing. I am so excited to be putting out more content and not just more content this year, but more valuable information that you can use when buying and selling your home. Today's episode is going over my seller's guide. Um, You've seen the buyer's guide. The seller's guide is really great because just like the buyer's guide, this this is specifically focused on sellers. So buyers is focused on buyers. This one is focused on sellers. So that way you don't have to worry about one big e-guide that's chock full of information. I will say if you are looking to downsize on your home or maybe even upsize, this um, this product um, as well as the other one that are all free, of course, are great to use together because they have different perspectives because a buyer client is different from a seller client. Buyers and sellers want different things, and it's my job to make sure as your golden realtor to represent you in whatever transaction that you are involved in, just to give you the best results possible and to make sure that you are completely satisfied with the transaction. To download this free seller's guidebook, you can go to my website at www.soldbynia.com slash sellers guide. That's www.soulbynia.com slash seller's guide. And if you have any questions about that, definitely reach out to me. My number is typically pretty transparent on there in big numbers. Um, 843-494-8318. That's 494-8318. You can also text me or email me um, and I can respond back because that is a business cell phone. So, Let's continue. So without further ado, definitely check out the YouTube video. And if you are listening via um, the podcast, our podcast is found at at charlestonreconnection.com. Charlestonreconnection.com. Know that everything you see here, including the download for this guide, can be found in the description below. What is going on in the Charleston, Columbia area? So homes have been appreciating um, at a really great rate. We are fortunate in the Charleston area specifically um, to have a really great um, appreciation um, over the period of at least 12 months. The homes are are going up in value um, right now. Now, could that change? Yes. Um, You know, economists have predicted that we will be having a softening of the market where um, home prices may not necessarily drop, but they may they may um, balance out. And so, if that were to happen, uh, if you've owned your home for at least you know a, at least three years, three to five years, you will get the largest return um, on the spectrum of home selling. Now, of course, the longer you've owned your home, and the best 
um, shape that you've kept it, if you've maintained the electrical, plumbing, maintenance, roof, and the repairs, and it's up to date, um, you will also get probably the biggest bang for your buck when it's time to sell. So in this book, it actually goes over that, why it's so important to work with an agent. Because yes, we do have Zillow and Zillow is becoming um, more of a great tool on the internet, but it can't always evaluate your property and what it can sell for. So in the seller's guidebook um, that you can download on my site, um, it actually has really good content and good worksheets that you can use to um, help you when selling your home. So know that um, it has checklists, it has to-dos, um, how-tos, and much like the buyer's guide, it's broken up into four contents. Um, the basics is broken up into the basics, the property, the transaction, and the actual move. So the basics are going to include things like reasons to work with an agent, um, why you should choose a realtor, um, vocabulary, etc. Pretty much the basic content that you need when selling the home. As far as the next section, that involves more of the property. This is where you have a lot of checklists. And my clients love checklists because they're able to say, well, Nia, what do I need to do to prepare my home for sale? And you've seen in some of my other videos, um, I've given out great information about that. But this particular um, content in the guide is focused on a list. It has, you know, close to 10 uh, checklists and items for you to review in order to make sure that your home can sell for the largest amount of money possible. And that's anywhere from curb appeal um, to holding a garage sale if you choose to get rid of some items. Um, it also includes the appraisal process and what that can be like, feng shui. Um, just many, many things like that that you may not have thought about. It's all here for you. And it's, it's good because you can download this but of course, if you work with me as a client, when we meet, I will be giving you a hard copy of this if you choose um, of this product, because what I like about it is, for example, if you go to one of those sections, um, one of the checklists in here is talking about how you want to add curb appeal. Curb appeal is a great bang for your buck. It's right up there with kitchens and bathrooms. So you can see here, it's a list on how to add curb appeal. Um, just the simple things. I mean, you'd be surprised. I mean, just your mailbox alone. So let's take take an inventory right quick. Is your is your mailbox like hanging on by a thread? Um, in, in in do you have your landscaping trimmed? Um, have you power washed your house? You know things like that. Um, have you upgraded any lighting that's outdoors? Oftentimes when we purchase a home, um, as homeowners, sometimes we, we lose sight of some things. Um, but just like painting your home, you still want to keep up with the, uh, the updates with your home. So a lot of people run into this situation where their neighbor is down the street. Their home sells for, let's say, 200000 And I come in and check out your home and I'm like, well, based on your home, and the other homes that have sold in the neighborhood in the 200s and the, in the upper one, um, your home will probably sell for, let's say, 180, um, 180,000, maybe because you're lacking some of the updates that the neighbor's house has. So just because your neighbor's house sells for 200,000, or I'm using this for example, if it sells for that, 
that doesn't necessarily mean that your home is going to sell for the same amount because you have to compare your home and many other features of the home, square footage, condition, updates. And a lot of times updates will even keep people from a from visiting your home because they're looking at the listing photos and they're comparing your home to a home down the street and they're like, wait a minute, mm, that is not a good, um, I'd rather choose the home that looks nicer than the home that looks a little like it needs some work, maybe some updating, some new flooring. So flooring, you know, people are gonna look at hardwoods and, and laminates and, and, you know, nice tile. Um, so you want to even be sure when you pick out materials that you're picking out the best materials. And maybe even if you want to talk to your agent, um, they can also pair you with a designer or a contractor that can give you estimates for how these things will work. And that way you don't have to spend unnecessary money. I've seen clients put a lot of money in things and they don't always get the return because they didn't really consult with anyone. They just kind of thought, well, if it was them that that's what would matter to them. But you have to think about a broad spectrum. You wanna make your home appealing to many buyers. So, um, again, the next section we have, the third section is the transaction. The transaction section is going over some really great information, including short sales, um, how to improve your offer, um, recognizing a qualified buyer, at closing costs, and transactional documents. That's very important because there's going to be lots of paperwork for you to, to navigate. Um, and as your agent, I kind of do a little bit extra. I, kinda, I try to go above and beyond. I don't care if I'm selling a home that's um, $150,000 versus a home I'm selling for a half million. Different homes require different things. And I, I'm sure to give you the type of attention that your home needs and help you make sure that your home can sell for the most amount of money possible. So I'll give you an example of that. When you go into a home as a buyer, let's say that someone's coming into your house right now as a buyer, they wanna make sure the house is clean. This is a given, right? Um, but I like to make sure I get as much information from my sellers, including things like utilities. I even put a sheet in here about your utilities because think about this. Sometimes there are some people, here's a utility sheet, there are some people who actually take the time to crunch the numbers. I mean, taxes, HOA, um, upkeep and maintenance for certain things like maybe solar panels. And the fact that you can put down your utilities and show how much money you save, but maybe if you have solar panels or not, um, they can compare your home to other homes and say, you know what, they have a pricing of how much, how much their water bill is historically or what cable companies are in the area or what other services such as recycling are available to me. It's all here. I put it all in a listing book and that listing book is there so the person can view the details of your home, you know, roof, um, um, electrical plumbing. It's pretty much gives a great summary of the home. So rather than just opening up your home for people to come in, I make sure that I excel and provide for you extra details that buyers can use to make a great decision um, on buying your home because they saw that, wait a minute, this home is not only um, not only positioned to sell because of how it looks on the inside and the outside, but look, they have this great feature of a listing book included. So I know the details of this home. I know um, what features I can expect um, 
such as um, the age of the roof, um, maybe if there was some plumbing done, some upgrades, if it has surround sound, just many things like that, just updates about the home, you will be able to promote your property as a property that is one that a buyer will want to purchase. So um, the last section is the actual move. This is a great section because um, for people who don't move often or haven't moved in a while, this is really great because it actually talks about preparing for a move. And I know it sounds simple, but the good thing about this checklist is it helps you to think about things that you may not have thought about. And um, that includes, you know, things you may want to do prior to moving, um, packing, suggestions for how you can pack, moving with pets. You know, that's a big deal. This is the section about moving with pets. Some people have different pets, um, particularly people have a lot of either a dog or a cat. Um, and so it just gives you some tools and, and tricks on how to do that, maybe a little better. Um, and the last part on this section and checklist is for new homeowners or for new owners. So when you're making the transition from selling your home and you're closing on the home, they literally give you some things to think about with the extra keys, the key fob, um, just a little checklist on things that you may want to leave the homeowner when you are transferring the, um, the, the information such as the keys, um, the alarm code, that sort of thing that you may not have thought about. Um, you know, my job is to make things more helpful for you. So the last part, the last part, so the last part of this podcast, I'll be going over the 25 tips that I've put together, which I consider the top 25 tips for when you're listing your home. And this is also a great podcast if you are a somebody um, who's thinking about listing your home by yourself. Maybe you want to put it up for sale for sale by owner. These are some great tips. But the reason why I include these tips is because this is typically how I list property, things that I typically do when I list. And I believe in going above and beyond uh, just so your home is on the market the least amount of time as possible. So check out the second part of the podcast where I go over 25 ways that you can improve the sale of your home. Feel free to leave your comments or questions or send me a direct message on social media and I will be more than happy to assist you in any way I can. Now let's get into it. Number one, you want to go ahead and just hire a professional photographer to take the photos of your home. A cell phone camera just can't hit those angles and corners in the house the way a wide lens can. So you want to go ahead and get that taken care of and you'll be able to use these photos in many other ways that we're going to talk about here. Number two, to get the most amount of exposure for your home, pay a small fee and add your home to the multiple listing service in your area. This is where a lot of agents pull their homes that they send out to their buyers. Buyers are also looking online at homes 24-7, so your home is getting the maximum amount of exposure. This will bring you a great bang for your buck when you invest in this service. Number three, Use some of the photos from your professional photographer and actually create a postcard using Canva or another website. And what you want to do is go ahead and print them out and maybe a nice number is 250 and have them sent out to a radius of maybe five miles to home so that they know your home is for sale. You never know who may know someone looking to move into the area. So you want to get as much exposure as possible. Number four, you want to hold an open house. 
You never know who knows somebody that's looking to move into the neighborhood. So you want to let your neighbors and friends of friends know so that you can get the most amount of exposure. Number five, go ahead and send out an email to everyone you know to possibly advertise the open house or maybe even your home being for sale. And you can also add a link to where your home is actually posted. Number six, this may not be an obvious one, but make phone calls to local businesses. You never know when a business may have employees looking to buy near their job. Number seven, go ahead and create a professional looking flyer on Canva or another website using the professional photography photos that you purchased. You can actually use these photos at the open house. You can actually take these to a local business and just pretty much even leave them at the showings when you show the house. This would be a great tool for somebody to take home with them. Number eight, add your listing to social media platforms. You can also add a digital version of your flyer to these platforms. Pretty much you want to do that just to get more exposure for your home so that more people know your home is for sale. Number nine, when you are writing up the description for your home and telling people how amazing it is, you want to be sure that you focus on the greatest selling features of the house. You know, everybody thinks their house is the best house on the market, but you want to make sure that you describe your home so that it stands out. New roof, new electrical, um, any updates that you may have made. Everybody's expecting your house to be up to date. So when you say it's up to date, we have to understand what features you may have updated. Number 10, if you do have any new items that you have added to the home or have updated the home with, such as solar panels, roof, anything like that, you want to make sure that if you have a warranty that the buyers know that that warranty will transfer over to them. That's going to be a big deal because buyers are going to feel like they have a safety blanket when it comes to getting that new or updated item in your home. Number 11, get a licensed professional to actually take footage or drone photography of your home. If you live in a rural area or you have some really cool selling points around your area, such as a water feature or golf course, this looks really cool for buyers and really gives them a sense of what is going on around them when they're making this purchase. Number 12, put together a listing marketing binder. In this binder, you're going to have things about the property, such as the year it was built, lot size, um, square footage, pretty much everything you would see in a listing profile for a property. You also want to include information about schools, floor plans, utilities, anything that's relevant to the buyer. Also want to include disclosures, just Things like that is going to help the buyer feel more empowered about making their decision. Number 13, put together a YouTube video or a Facebook video that highlights all the great features of your home. This will make the buyer feel welcome and more comfortable with the features of the home as it comes from the seller and also gives them an opportunity to maybe follow up with questions that they may have. Number 14, Create a 3D virtual tour using a 3D camera, or you can actually use a process on Zillow. They now allow you to do a 3D footage from your phone. 
If you follow the instructions, you can then share that link with others so that you may get more views of your property. Number 15, most communities or most neighborhoods have a community Facebook page. You could also post your home for sale there. That way your neighbors will know your home is for sale and they can also share it with others. Number 16, to gain more exposure and more marketing for your property, you can also add your home to a local newspaper or local digital newspaper. Number 17, stage your home to sell. I know it seems simple, but buyers really like it when they have an idea of where their furniture should go, or maybe even like your furniture so much that they want to purchase it along with the house. So you definitely want to give people a feel for where things could be or how things could be placed. And by staging your home, that will definitely do the trick. Number 18, declutter the home. Make sure that buyer can feel how open and free the home is and how much space it has to offer. It's difficult to do that when you have your clothes and your shoes stuffed in your closet. And also keep the counters clear and free of any knickknacks. Little to nothing on the counters will do. Number 19, make sure to remove all personal items from the home such as photographs, and maybe specific paraphernalia that may not be open for every single buyer. You want to have it as generic as possible. Always reflect back on how you may see a home stage in a model home or something like that. Number 20, remove all offensive smells from the house. If you have a dog, a cat, or anything that's causing an offensive odor, get rid of that smell. And if you can ha avoid having any of those items out, remove the items that are related to your pets. Definitely grab a family member or a friend and ask their general opinion about how the house smells. You don't want to miss out on having a lower price being offered to you because of how your house smells. Number 21, keep your home looking in its best state as much as possible. You have a short window to probably get your home out there and you want to make sure it's presentable when people come by. Number 22, highlight the amazing landscaping that you have or lack thereof. You can also add in a credit if you're interested in marketing that for your landscaping, but definitely create a nice clean yard, keep it mowed at all times during the selling process. That way that's one less thing to scare the buyer. If the outside looks bad, they don't wanna come in usually. Number 23, Hire a home inspector to do a pre-listing inspection. This will be so helpful because that way you can identify any issues that you may be having with the home and it'll give you an advantage because you know that what is broken can be fixed or if anything needs attention. Number 24, in addition to placing a sign in your yard, be sure to place directional signs so that people know where to turn left or right or they know if they're entering your neighborhood that your home is for sale. And finally, number 25, the number one way to market your home to sell is to price it to sell. And I know it seems simple, but this is the number one thing that many people who go to list their homes do not take into account. So take a look at what's been selling around you, the conditions of the home, and actually price your home comparable to those homes. 
Thank you so much for listening to the information that I provided for you about my seller's guide. It can once again be downloaded at my website, www.soulbynia.com slash seller's guide. I appreciate every time you listen. Give me a shout out. Let me know that you're listening. Let me know what you thought about the episode. And stay golden. And I will see you on episode four, where I will be interviewing an amazing lender that I have. And she'll be going over three helpful ways that you can better improve your chances of buying a home if you have student loans, if you're looking to use your tax information, or if you have negative or erroneous data on your credit. This has been another episode of the Charleston Real Estate Connection Podcast. You can find us on our website at charlestonreconnection.com. That's charlestonreconnection.com.